Chapters 0 through 4 of the Book of Thel by William Blake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sam Stinson. Chapter 0 Thel's Motto Does the eagle know what is in the pit? Or wilt thou go ask the mole? Can wisdom be put in a silver rod, or love in a golden bowl? End of chapter zero. Chapter one. The daughters of the seraphim led round their sunny flocks, all but the youngest. She in paleness sought the secret air, to fade away like morning beauty from her mortal day. Down by the river of Adana, her soft voice is heard, and thus her gentle lamentation falls like morning dew. O life of this our spring, why fades the lotus of the water? Why fade these children of the spring, born but to smile and fall? Ah, Thel is like a watery bow, and like a parting cloud, like a reflection in a glass, like shadows in the water, like dreams of infants like a smile upon an infant's face, like the dove's voice, like transient day, like music in the air. Ah, gentle may I lay me down in gentle rest my head, and gentle sleep the sleep of death, and gently hear the voice of him that walketh in the garden in the evening time. The lily of the valley breathing in the humble grass answered the lovely maid and said, I am a watery weed, and I am very small, and love to dwell in lowly vales. So weak the gilded butterfly scarce perches on my head, yet I am visited from heaven, and he that smiles on all walks in the valley, and each morn over me spreads his hand, saying, Rejoice, thou humble grass, thou newborn lily flower, Thou gentle maid of silent valleys and of modest brooks, For thou shalt be clothed in light, and fed with morning manna, Till summer's heat melts thee beside the fountains and the springs, To flourish in eternal vales. They, why should thou complain? Why should the mistress of the vales of Har utter a sigh? She ceased, and smiled in tears, Then sat down in her silver shrine, Thel answered, O thou little virgin of the peaceful valley, giving to those that cannot crave, the voiceless, the o'er-tired, the breath doth nourish the innocent lamb, he smells the milky garments, he crops thy flowers while thou sittest smiling in his face, wiping his mild and meekened mouth from all contagious taints, thy wine doth purify the golden honey, thy perfume which thou dost scatter, on every little blade of grass that springs, revives the milked cow, and tames the fire-breathing steed, but thou is like a faint cloud, kindled at the rising sun. I vanish from my pearly throne, and who shall find my place? Queen of the vales, the lily answered, ask the tender cloud, and it shall tell thee why it glitters in the morning sky, and why it scatters its bright beauty through the humid air. Descend, O little cloud, and hover before the eyes of Thel. The cloud descended, 
and the lily bowed her modest head, and went to mind her numerous charge among the verdant grass. End of chapter 1 Chapter 2 O little cloud, the virgin said, I charge thee to tell me why thou complainest now when in one hour thou fade away. Then we shall seek thee, but not find. Ah, fell is like to thee. I pass away, yet I complain, and no one hears my voice. The cloud then showed his golden head, and his bright form emerged, hovering and glittering on the air before the face of fell. O virgin, know'st thou not our steeds drink of the golden springs where Luva doth renew his horses? Lookest thou on my youth, and fearest thou because I vanish and am seen no more? Nothing remains. O maid, I tell thee, when I pass away, it is to tenfold life, to love, to peace, and raptures holy. Unseen descending, weigh my light wings upon balmy flowers, and court the fair I do to take me to her shining tent. The weeping virgin trembling kneels before the risen sun, till we arise linked in a golden band, and never part but walk, united bearing food to all our tender flowers. Dost thou, O little cloud? I fear that I am not like thee, for I walk through the vales of Har, and smell the sweetest flowers. But I feed not the little flowers, I hear the warbling birds. But I feed not the warbling birds, they fly and seek their food. But Thel delights in these, no more because I fade away. And all shall say, without a use, this shining woman lived, or did she only live to be at death the food of worms? The cloud reclined upon his airy throne, and answered thus, Then if thou art the food of worms, O virgin of the skies, how great thy use, how great thy blessing, everything that lives, lives not alone, nor of itself, Fear not, and I will call the weak worm from its lowly bed, and thou shalt hear its voice. Come forth, worm, and the silent valley to thy pensive queen. The helpless worm arose and sat upon the lily's leaf, and the bright cloud sailed on to find his partner in the vale. End of chapter 2 Chapter 3 Then fell astonished, viewed the worm upon its dewy bed, Art thou a worm, image of weakness? Art thou but a worm? I see thee like an infant wrapped in the lily's leaf. Ah, weep not, little voice, thou canst not speak, but thou canst weep. Is this a worm? I see they lay helpless and naked, weeping and none to answer, none to cherish thee with mother's smiles. The clod of clay heard the worm's voice, and raised her pitying head. She bowed over the weeping infant, and her life exhaled in milky fondness. Then on Thel she fixed her humble eyes. O beauty of the veils of horror, we live not for ourselves. Thou seest me the meanest thing, and so I am indeed. My bosom of itself is cold, and of itself is dark. But he that loves the lowly pours his oil upon my head and kisses me, and binds his nuptial bands around my breast, and says, 
thou mother of my children, I have loved thee, and I have given thee a crown that none can take away. But how this is sweet made, I know not, and I cannot know, I ponder, and I cannot ponder, yet I live and love. The daughter of beauty wiped her pitying tears with her white veil, and said, Alas, I knew not this, and therefore did I weep, that God would love a worm I knew, and punish the evil foot that willful bruised its helpless form, but that he cherished it with milk and oil I never knew. And therefore did I weep, and I complained in the mild air, because I fade away, and lay me down in thy cold bed, and leave my shining lot. Queen of the Vales, the matron clay answered, I heard thy sighs, and all thy moans flew o'er my roof, but I have called them down. Wilt thou, O queen, enter my house? Tis given thee to enter, and to return. Fear nothing, enter with thy virgin feet. End of chapter 3 Chapter 4 The eternal gate's terrific porter lifted the northern bar. Thel entered in and saw the secrets of the land unknown. She saw the couches of the dead, and where the fibrous roots of every heart on earth infixes deep its restless twists, a land of sorrows and of tears where never smile was seen. She wandered in the land of clouds through valleys dark, listening dollars and lamentations, waiting oft beside the dewy grave. She stood in silence, listening to the voices of the ground, till to her own grave plot she came, and there she sat down, and heard this voice of sorrow breathed from the hollow pit. Why cannot the ear be closed to its own destruction, or the glistening eye to the poison of a smile? Why are eyelids stored with arrows ready drawn, where a thousand fighting men in ambush lie, or an eye of gifts and graces showering fruits in coined gold? Why a tongue impressed with honey from every wind? Why an ear, a whirlpool, fierce to draw creations in? Why a nostril, wide in hailing terror, trembling in affright? Why a tender curb upon the youthful burning boy? Why a little curtain of flesh on the bed of our desire? The virgin started from her seat, and with a shriek, fled back unhindered till she came in two, the Vales of Har. End of chapter 4 And also the end of The Book of Thel by William Blake